welcome to another episode of Power Light Talk. Um, I am Casey. And I'm Chris. And this episode, we are very excited. We're going to be geeking out about Star Wars. Oh, wait. We did that two episodes ago. <laughs> we did. We did. But uh, we, we really wanted to have more of the, uh, a current episode. Uh, the last one was kind of about, you know, the history of Star Wars and our, and our love of this franchise. Uh, this time... We're going to be talking about, you know, a little bit of the uh, after effects of Celebration and the new trailer. Absolutely. Yeah. Obviously, with um, The Force Awakens uh, coming out, we have a lot to talk about with that. There will be many a podcast. This is just, the, you know, another podcast devoted to Star Wars, our most celebrated trilogy of all time. Uh, sorry, I know there's six of them, but it's the most celebrated trilogy of all time. <laughs> and... Um, so, you know, we're going to we're gonna get into that and uh, get going on it. So I think to start off the podcast, Chris, um, let's talk about, like, some news uh, that's going on. And um, what, do you, what do you got? I know you're reading some stuff, so tell us about it. Uh, right now I am actually – I'm reading Lords of the Sith, which is the, uh, the next upcoming novel to be released by Del Rey uh, underneath the new, um, the new canon umbrella. Um, this, I, I wasn't really sure how I was going to feel about this book. I'd read a little brief synopsis, or I'm sorry, a little, uh, chunk of the book at the end of, um, Heir to the Jedi, which I absolutely loved. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, I started that book only a few days ago. I'm more than half done. I don't read that fast normally, but this book is, it's out of control. Um, it's, it's amazing. Uh, we'll have, I'm going to have a review of it probably <clears throat> within the next week or so around the release dates. Uh, so look forward to that, Towelites. But I'm going to tell you right now, Darth Vader is back, and he is badass. I have, I just get so hyped up when he gets, he goes nuts in this in this book. Uh, it's written by, oh, by uh, Paul, Paul S. Kemp. Uh, he's actually uh, he's written he's written a few other Star Wars books, uh, Cross Currents and Riptide, along with uh, The Old Republic Deceived. Uh, so he's He's dipped and dabbled in in the in the older in the older times of Star Wars. Um, so this is actually cool to see him uh, pick up a book in the in the in the new canon. So he's a he's a seasoned veteran. Have you read the other ones that he's done? What's that? Have you read any of the other ones that he did? I have not. I you know I kind of fell off uh, with reading Star Wars books for a while there, and there's just there was so many. And, you know, it's a real reason why they went with the new canon, uh, just kind of to cut back on confusion of the fans, uh, stuff like that. So um, I'm excited. And the way he writes this book, I wouldn't mind going back and reading reading a couple of these books because they do take place during the Old Republic time, so uh, which is a very cool time for Star Wars as well. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I, as far as, like, news go uh, and we're going to delve into it a little bit more obviously there was the the trailer that came out uh we also had the trailer for batman versus superman we also had the trailer for jurassic world and i believe there was like another trailer to fantastic four fantastic four yeah so like i so i watched all of them, with the, with the exception of Jurassic World, though I had a friend pretty much describe exactly what happens in it, and I understand there's more Indominus Rex, obviously, the huge part of it. 
I'm already on board with that movie. I've always been on board with a dinosaur being in a movie because it, they don't have dinosaur movies. So I'm pumped. Um, I don't need to see any more. Like, I actually don't want to see more because I don't want to see those dinosaurs. I want to be surprised by them. Like, the first time you watched Jurassic Park and you saw those brontosaurus that first time, it was like, what the fuck? Like, that was a little kid's dream come true. So I'm good. I don't want to – I know what the Indominus Rex – uh, you know, Chris and I, we both um, toured the Hasbro booth at Toy Fair, and they showed us a lot of what we were going to see in that movie. So I know what these dinosaurs are going to look like already just based off the toys, but I still want to be surprised when I see the movie. Yeah, me me neither. Um, I watched that trailer. It's amazing. I um, I, I'm super excited for that movie. Um, you know, the other ones that came out, Batman versus Superman, we don't even have to talk about that because um, it's pretty much 50-50 right now on the Internet. I want to see a real trailer for that movie before I make any judgment. I want to see the movie before I make any real judgment. But, um, it, you know, this Force Awakens trailer invoked something in me. It got me excited. It felt like Star Wars. The Fantastic Four trailer got me excited because I wanted to see a really good Fantastic Four movie. I like what Fox has been doing with Marvel, even though I feel like Marvel's first family should belong to Marvel Studios, whatever. Um, what was the other one? Star Wars. Star Wars. I mean, yeah. we'll we'll talk Star Wars. Star Wars is we'll dominated talk about that at the trailers. We will. We will. In about 30 minutes. No. Keep it tuned. <laughs> um, um, and you're, you're in the comics, too, right? How are you caught up right now? or I'm not caught up with any of I haven't okay. even read Leia. I have... Didn't Star Wars number four just come out this week? Yeah, Star Wars four hit stand this week. Um, Darth Vader four hit last that. week. Um, right. There's some. I haven't read Star Wars four this week yet, um, but I'm caught up in everything else, including Kanan. Um, all these series are stellar. Um, I, I'm really loving the Darth Vader series. It's it's these last two these last two issues have been really funny. Like this this new character was introduced um, that he. He utilizes to uh, on his hunt for Luke Skywalker and and whatnot. So, um, yeah, get caught up so we can maybe we'll you know podcast about those comics. I'm I'm really loving this new canon. Uh, it's really getting me excited for Episode Seven. I think that Disney and Lucasfilm are doing um, the right things in in that department. So, I think what I you know, we, we've talked about it on our, our other um, Star Wars podcast. I think it was a, a newer hope. The other, the other Tallaway talk, and we also have a Pursuit of Plastic, um, which is coming up very soon. Actually, that one's not out yet. So our, we, we have a Pursuit of Plastic that's coming up that's going to be about um, Star Wars toys. Um, but what we finally live in a world where there's a Star Wars unified universe. And it's the first time ever. Even though I love the expanded universe, like that stuff wasn't considered canon. Now everything, the toys, the video games, the movies, the comics, they all have to do with each other. And like that's the most beautiful thing about like I think what they learned, Disney learned with um with Marvel is that all those movies exist with each other, all those characters exist together. They all know each other. So in Star Wars we finally have a world where Maybe we see Ezra in Episode 7. You know, who knows? Obviously, Kanan comes from the world of Episode 3 because he was a youngling. So 
you know, we're getting that tie together, and we're going to talk more about Rebels, but, you know, Rebels Season 2, we already see even more ties to, like, the Clone Wars matching up with going into Episode 4. So I'm I'm actually most excited about what we're going to find out between Episodes 6 and 7. Like, that is the world that I want to know, and right now I don't think they have anything. I know they have that book coming out, uh, you know about that book. Yeah. Well, it's not even just a book. There's like this, this whole campaign called, um, I don't, um, it's like Journey to the Force Awakens is what it's called. And it's going to deal with like all these young adult novels, comics, um, novels. There's going to be this huge initiative that's going to happen. Um, I think it's like 20 plus titles that are going to lead up that are going to tell the story of what happened in between those two movies. So be ready. I mean, it's going to get, it's going to get crazy. Um, and by the time that episode seven hits, we're going to be pretty much educated on what has happened leading up to the events of, of that movie. Mostly. Yeah. I'm, I'm super freaking pumped up. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just like, like, you know, we read the Thrawn trilogy. We know Mara Jade. We know all that stuff, but that stuff doesn't exist anymore. So where's, what is going on? Like, where's Luke been for 30 years? What is he doing? Can he, like, be like Yoda as he lifts X-Wings out of the fucking swamp? You know, just Leia and start developing force powers? You know, in... We're, ah, ah, it's crazy. Yeah. Whose kid, whose kid is it? We don't know, you know? So um, we're about we're about to get that unleashed upon us. And I'm well. I'm we're also gonna excited. we'll speculate that in the in the second half of the uh, of the episode um, today. But um, before we get into that, let's get going and, and talk about what's going on with celebration and a lot of the stuff that we learned from that. So yeah, let's get going and talking about celebrations. Um, lots of crazy stuff happened, and my cousin, who uh, we do Gourmet Scum Radio with, was there at his honeymoon. So he's texting me the whole time, and I'm getting <laughs> angrier, though I'm I'm excited for him, but I'm also angry. Uh, Chris and I went to Star Wars Celebration ten years ago. Um, we're gonna have to do that too. We'll we'll talk about that. That was Star Wars Celebration three. It was actually right before episode three. So we got to see a lot of footage uh, from Revenge of the Sith. But this celebration, just crazy. So, you know, yeah. Chris Beaver is telling me all about it. Ah, yeah. There's, Why? There's nothing, there's nothing like it. I mean, it's, it's, it's leading into something that, you know, the prequels are what they are. Um, and, but there's nothing like the sequel to Return of the Jedi. And, you know, we know that what J.J. Abrams is about to give us is very, very loyal to the original films. It's going to feel like Star Wars. I mean, you know what, I, you know what the coolest thing about Celebration this year was, though, was that live feed. It was like, even though you couldn't go, you could watch it during the day, you could sit down, you could actually watch the panels. And I think that's such a cool service to the fans. I mean, 
you know, I was, you know, I can't, I, I couldn't get over to Anaheim this year to go. I would have loved to, but I couldn't. But I think it was amazing that, you know, that that they did that in partnership with Verizon and 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 hooked up for the fans. I thought that that oh, oh, was. Oh. And releasing the trailer immediately after they showed it, instead of you know, you know, scrolling it away somewhere for nobody else to see. You know that that's just that's fan service, fantastic. <laughs> it is fantastic. Um, you actually, you know, what? I want to talk about that for just one second. So we get the trailer for Star Wars, which is supposed to be attached to uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, which it still will be. I'm going, I already have my IMAX tickets. I've had them for literally a month now. Um, and it's going to be awesome to see that new trailer there. We're going to talk about the trailer more later. What I thought was super funny is DC was not supposed to re- release a trailer for uh, Batman vs. Superman until May 15th. So one month prior, they are forced to release this trailer on the same day that Star Wars comes out. Actually, the day after released a teaser the same day and the actual day after, after someone released a shitty Spanish bootleg of it, that they decide, oh, hey, Star Wars broke the internet. I guess we'll go and release this trailer. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you, DC. You don't want to stick to your guns about releasing it a month later because you're scared because Star Wars beat it. It would have been smarter to keep with that schedule, and then people would have already died down for Star Wars. And now it just looks like a failed attempt. Right. And all, and all it did was get the uh, the DC fanboys got their pennies in a bunch because they wanted to, like, put down a Star Wars trailer. Yeah, that's the stupidest thing that you ever do because 88 million people watched it in 24 hours. And nobody was really divided about it. Maybe, like, 95-5. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, people are going to say, people that hate Star Wars are going to hate on it no matter what. But the thing is, it's like, you and I love Batman. We love we like DC Comics, but you know what? You and I were both like, eh, I don't know. You know, it wasn't. It was because this amazing Star Wars trailer comes out that morning, and then a little bit later, we get this kind of non-exciting Batman versus Superman trailer. So it's like, why would you like? Why would you like not like you said? Why wouldn't you just wait until that that pandemonium calmed down a little bit? It would have made more sense for Batman versus Superman. I, and I know it says versus. I mean, like, that's the name of the fucking movie. But if you would have shown, like, Han and Chewie together, Batman and Superman together, looking at, like, Lex, looking at Mattel, looking at whatever the hell they're going to fight, that would have been the trailer. It still should have came out two weeks later or a month. Well, actually, sorry, a month later. But that would have been more exciting than... Why do these two heroes fight? And, and we've, we've talked about it at length. This is a Star Wars podcast. Um, so let's keep going about that. But um, anyways, so Celebration. Yeah. Back to Celebration. How one of the ta- huge... Yeah, let's oh, talk about that real, that real teaser, that Rogue One teaser. <laughs> Come well, on. That man. wasn't even oh. a teaser. That was ILM created a <laughs> fucking... Um, I don't even know. They just... Like sizzle. I don't even. It's not even sizzle reel because it was like, oh, this is like this basic like lead up. Like, you're like, what is this? Da 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 da. They're going through the jungle, and all of a sudden, you're hearing Obi Wan talk, and then the Death Star is like looming huge over the horizon. But I guess that 
it's so exciting because you're seeing the next step in what Disney's initiative for Star Wars is. And and just to think about this as, you know, they made the statement, it's Star Wars, you know, that's that's what, you know, that's the big thing about it. And um, I think it's going to be really cool to see a movie that's not based around the, the Jedi ideas um, and what we're really used to instead of, Let's let's see that story of how the Death Star plans are, you know, they're stolen. So let's talk about this a little bit. A couple of things came up about Rogue, um, Rogue One, which are big. Uh, a, it's called an anthology movie. This is the first time that we've ever heard this term when it comes to Star Wars. It's something that we're a little bit more familiar with with the Alien franchise, the Alien quadrilogy, anthology, whatever. Um, so that was cool that we actually got a, a term for what a Star Wars movie is going to be that's not part of the, the normal trilogy, sixology, I don't know what the fuck the term is. Um, the saga. other thing is, saga, <laughs> right, yeah, no, that's, that's true, saga. Um, the thing about Rogue One with, with that little footage, I'm excited, right? But I'm also realistic about the sense that Rogue One A sounds like it's a Rebel Squadron movie or a Rogue movie, a Rogue Squadron movie. Sorry, not Rebel Squadron, Rogue Squadron. Um, and I know it's a heist movie. What would have been more of a trailer for me is if I saw the members of the heist or even just members type heist. Like, basically, recreate Ocean's Eleven trailer <laughs> with, like, Bosk, Felicity Jones. A stormtrooper and just like fast zoom and then like fun music, like jazzy music. <laughs> Why? Because like, okay, it's Star Wars and I know there's a war, but like, we know that the fucking Death Star gets brought down by Luke. It doesn't get brought down by you stealing these, um, plans. And we also don't, I would guess that the plans don't even get stolen all the way in this movie. And if you say it's a heist movie, like at least with like the second Ant-Man trailer, it's a heist film. They're building up a heist film. What, this, what do you mean what do you mean they don't get stolen all the way? How do they get to the how do they get to Princess Leia? Oh right, they do get stolen. Right. Okay. So you're right with that. Um my Star Wars is awful over that. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I'll edit this part out because I saw it. No, 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 you don't even have to do that. It's fine. <laughs> I, 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 but you're right. I mean, but at the same time, they're not, they don't have anything shot. There's nothing really, you know, they, they've announced some of the cast. So, I mean, it was cool enough that they made that. And, yeah. And just, and they, and they placed it into the timeline the way they did. So it's like, I'm excited because I want to see the Death Star, like, now these days, like how how a new filmmaker would make it these days, you know how we're gonna see it um, in a whole different light. Well, we're probably gonna see it when it looks like in episode in episode five, right? Half built, <laughs> yeah, not all the way. Yeah, or give me or here's the thing: isn't the planet or sorry, isn't the plans for the Death Star in episode two? In, um, what is that planet called? It's Genosha? Geonosis. Geonosis. So, here's, no. here's the thing. 
Genosis. Yeah, Genosis, where they had where they had the Rita battle, um, those weird right, like, right, right, flying. Right. Yeah, so those weird flying things. They helped develop it. They had the plan, and then they took right. off, whoever took off with it. Here's another thing about the new canon, um, the Tarkin book. It talks a lot about the development of the Death Star, um, and that actually, um, as you go through that book, um, they actually talk about where it's uh, where the planet where it's being built. Um, he's fighting off. Um, they're fighting off uh, separatists or rebels or whatever you want to call them. It's very. It's funny because like that whole like the whole thing changes once the emperor takes over and and creates the empire. So all of a sudden, your separatists are the bad guys, but the empire is really a republic. So whatever. So um, that's 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 a little bit of uh, back reading if you want to read a little bit about the Death Star history in the new canon is that Tarkin book. So where do you think that this movie is going to take place, timeline-wise? It's going to have to happen, um, like, right before episode four because she's on the run with those plans, and Darth Vader is pursuing her, hunting her down. So she's, you know, are they going to cast a younger actress to play Leia, maybe from from behind, you know, so they don't show her face? Or maybe they're planning on recasting these actors um, and doing more films with them in it. So, like, the younger Han Solo movie. Younger... Well, maybe Felicity Jones is Haleia. She's the star of Rogue One. Exactly. Who knows? Um, which would be interesting. Yeah, a young Han Solo movie, obviously, we're all about that. That would be amazing. Sorry, Corey. Um, no. Sorry, just a, a very old, young one. But yeah, so Rogue One... Um, the director is still Gareth Edwards. I'm not a fan. I hate that right. Godzilla movie. That Monsters movie is okay, but like you mean boring? You mean boring? Right. Visually cool, boring. Yes. Same thing with Godzilla. Visually awesome, boring. Yes. So like, I hope that Disney does whatever Disney does. Like honestly. It doesn't matter what I've seen from Disney. I would say 98% of what I've seen from Disney, I love. So whatever the fuck Disney does, they do it right. <laughs> so, and, like, yeah. I mean, think about it. You think about it like this. The Marvel movies weren't all created by Disney. But once Disney came on with the Avengers, right, everything comes back gold. So whatever Disney's got going on is where it's at. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have no problem with monopolies like that if they're doing the right thing. <laughs> I mean, people they're can put it right down thing. all they want. They're doing the right thing. I mean, come on. If you can if you can create like an Inhumans movie and a Captain Marvel movie for the general audiences, that's that's great. But Warner Brothers is struggling to make a Batman Superman movie. So, hey, Disney, go ahead, give me my right. Star Wars because you're going to give me exactly. two Star Wars movies a year. Thank you. You're, you're bringing me yeah. back to my childhood. Exactly. So let's go on. Um, Rebels, season two. Ah, oh, my God. <laughs> We're huge Rebels fans. If you've not seen Rebels yet, uh, I mean, really, the only way you can get it off Disney XD, there's apps for it. Um, I'm not going to say that you can go the torrent way, but you can go the torrent way. Um I'm telling you right now. <laughs> yeah, be a rebel. Watch Rebels. 
because oh my I don't care if you don't like the animation. I don't care if you think that it's just a stupid cartoon. I'm telling you right now, if you're a Star Wars fan, and if you are, you're obviously listening to this podcast, Rebels is Star Wars. It is putting you back in that place where you are a child again. Fact. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, here's the thing. We were talking about how the canon all ties into each other. Um, you reminded me about um, – so Hera Sindola, who is a character in Rebels, she's a Twi'lek. Um, she's, like, one of the main leaders of the team, one of the main characters. Um, her father, who is – his name is Cham. He appeared in Clone Wars Season 1. Um, yep. He is actually one of the main characters in this Lords of the Fifth book I'm reading, which makes it even more awesome as a fan because you're just like, look at how they're tying this all together. And and that's the way it should be. That's that's it. You know what I mean? Like, if you see a character from Rebels, they should be showing up in a book. They should be showing up in a video game. Um, And we'll we'll go on a little bit about Battlefront in a second. But going off to to Rebels Season 2. Dude, that trailer was like four minutes long. I can't even believe how much stuff. Yeah. What I think, though, is like, I think that's, I think that's the first episode. That's the thing. It's like they gave you so much, but I think it's only the first episode that all that shit happens in. I mean, all, like a lot, a lot of it happens in because, like, that was just that was intense. I mean, it was like if that did, if they don't have like a two-hour premiere, and that is like a trailer for that two-hour premiere, then I would be really surprised. At least the first. It's not going to be a two-hour premiere. It's going to be a one-hour premiere at most. Um. Maybe an hour and a half if they decide to do, like, what they sometimes do and make, like, a movie out of it. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I – so let's let's talk a little bit about it. Um, what's crazy is that when Rebels first got announced, we knew that James Earl Jones was going to voice Vader for one episode, maybe two. He did end up voicing, what, how many episodes in the first season? One or two? Well – the funny thing was, it was like a, um, it was an extended scene that they like they showed the yeah. episode, and then they showed it on ABC with like an extended extended scene with him in it. So that was exciting right. to see him. And now, Rebel season two. I mean, you're right. It could just be one episode that they just showed footage from. If not, Vader is in this entire season, and it's crazy. And he's kicking ass. <laughs> like and, I said, you know, he's kicking ass everywhere. Yeah, I, I mean, there's they, a little bit of... Oh, go on. I'm, I was just going to say, I, I just think they there is so much uh, backlash about Anakin from, you know, from the the, yeah. the prequel that they need to kind of reposition him as the badass he is. Because, I mean, I, I you, need to read the, you need to read this book. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I mean, he is... He is like this the stuff he's capable of, like just how dark he is, um, like it just takes it's reinventing the character that we knew as Anakin in the prequels. He turns into Vader and now we're seeing exactly what you know, what that what that's gonna happen. Yeah, I think I think the problem with Vader is that when we meet him in episode four, he's a pussy. I'm sorry. And he's taking, or not episode four. Episode four, he's a little bit of a badass. Sorry, but he's still kind of a pussy. Other than the force choke, 
still kind of a pussy. Because the reason why is that he's taking, you know, orders from Tartan. And you're like, why? Why would this guy who could destroy a planet with his mind and yet right. he's like right, right. doing I, these things? I understand. I understand where you're coming from. Um, the books do a good job of kind of explaining this as the well. Books do. Um, they do. The comics do. This is, this but is like, they don't have that in the movies. I I know. But the thing the thing that the funny thing that we have to realize is that actually episode three does a good job of kind of explaining why the Sith stay hidden, and so is so does this new Lords of the Sith book that I said that I'm reading is like nobody can know that the Emperor is a Sith, you know. And anybody that finds, like, even sees him display any power, Vader kills. So it's like, they have to keep that a secret. Nobody understands the power of the Jedi. The, the Jedi are like this, are like this, this old idea of, of a time long past. And there's only this one being in the universe who has these strange powers. So they're like, he's kind of an outcast. At the same time, he's feared. So there is that level of um, respect almost that people don't want to fuck with him, uh, which you do see in episode four. And then the people that do talk back to him, he force chokes the fuck out of. So it's like, I, I, I disagree because episode four introduces him for the first time, which, you know, he's always been at the top of that villain list for years and years and years. Um, and that, no, so, episode four, he chokes somebody and then he gets told to Stop. The right. Vader of Moff Tarkin is in charge. The Vader of the comics, the Vader of the books, he wouldn't stop. He would have taken old man Tarkin and thrown him through a fucking wall. Of the no. books in the comics, that Vader would have. Come no, on. He's not. He's working behind he's the scenes. He's restrained. Listen to me. He's, he's in this new Darth Vader comic. He has to work behind the scenes because the Emperor has actually put this one of the guys from the Death Star in charge of him. So the Emperor is playing these games with him. That's that's the thing that everybody has to remember is that the Emperor knows that one day Vader will betray him. So he's always trying to keep him down. Uh, so that's that's the thing that everybody has to kind of realize about Vader is that he he's like this, yeah, he's the badass. But at the same time, he has to follow the orders of his master. And if his master says that, this moth is in charge, and that you kind of answer to him or your kind of peers, then he has to. That's because he is a servant to the dark side, no matter what. And he and he's and he's paying for his his uh, his fuck up of letting Gloop destroy the Death Star in the Jason Aaron comics, in the Lord of the Sith. Yes, he is because he I'm not is doing... disagreeing. No, 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 don't. Yeah. I'm saying I disagree okay. with that because. In episode four. In episode five, I get it. In between episode four and five. So, because in between episode four and five, for it, right, he fucks up. Things go downhill. He has to redeem himself. In episode five, he's like, guess what? I'm back. Episode five, obviously, he's a fucking badass. But right, so give it, so give it time. No, but in four, you get introduced to him. You yes. think that he wouldn't be going against, you know, he wouldn't be listening to Moff. I always thought that was weird. I always thought that Vader shouldn't be ever listening to anybody. The Death Star isn't destroyed at that point. At this point, he's been going on for 17 years as as the uh, Emperor's right-hand man. You think that he would have all the power at that point. 
That's why I only yeah. sung it. I understand that, but nobody no, nobody knows that the Emperor is the Dark Lord of the Sith. That's the thing. So everybody, they have to create this illusion of of ranks because it's the Empire. It's a government. That's, they don't I, understand that the Emperor is running things in Episode 4. They don't realize that until Episode 5. Just, I don't know, let's stop this. Go read the book. <laughs> you'll, you'll feel a lot better. This about is a yourself. different podcast. It is. You're damn right. Sorry. <laughs> so, so anyways. We get to pay this for an hour. <laughs> we because could, I've, we always, I've always agreed with that point, Casey, until I read these books and the comics. So it it actually starts to make a lot more sense to me that he is kind of stuck in the position he is. That's, that's I will read the book and we'll go on. So anyways, Revelation okay. Season 2, <laughs> does, Rebel, does Ezra go to the dark side? <laughs> Buffy, Sarah Michelle Gellar shows up, and so does Osaka. Ahsoka. 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 You know what's yeah. crazy about that is that when those when her and Vader face off this season, it's I I really wonder what's going to happen. Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah. Try die. <laughs> I don't know. He had. Um, yeah. We uh, don't even would... see. Think about it like this, dude. What race is Ahsoka. She's the same as Shakti. Uh, I, I, I don't know what race that right. is. That race? We don't see it in 4, 5, and 6. We so don't see many races. See that way. <laughs> we don't see many races in actually those movies. <laughs> no, so I mean, like, I, I don't think that... Um, I think she's dead in Rebels. Because oh. she, I, we yeah. were surprised that she lived through Clone Wars um, surprised to see her come back to Rebels. Very happy, but this is it. You know, I don't think she's going to stay alive in uh, in Rebels. But you know, and we're also curious. So we have t- how many new Inquisitors? Two new Inquisitors. You know, Master I've, and Apprentice. I've seen uh, two, but the Inquisitors are they're not regretted. They're not uh, regarded as Sith. Remember, there's only two Sith at a time. These are right. these are Dark Force wielders. So there are. They're dark Jedi, basically. That's it. They're not Sith. They have they have uh, Jedi powers, which have been adapted to the dark side. Um, so it's exciting because you know I was kind of disappointed that that the Inquisitor was killed at the end of the season. So that was amazing battle and everything, and it makes sense. Um, it's cool to see that they're bringing on a couple more. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, uh, reading this Dark Lord of the, the Lord of the Sith book. Uh, Vader actually has a moment where he has a little flashback and remembers Ahsoka. Uh, so they are kind of, you know, he still remembers things. So I think there's going to be a pretty uh, emotional uh, confrontation there eventually. I hope so. I think it would be yeah. it'd be good to address the fans that way. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, that would be awesome. All right, so let's go up to... Uh, you know, we touched on the other, like, outside realms um, of Star Wars, comics, TV shows, uh, movies. Let's go to Battlefront, the new video game, the first video game that's within canon, um, even though it's all over the place. I mean, it, it goes to all the world, including my favorite world, the Paw. Um, but we know if you pre-order the game by EA Games, uh, through GameStop, you get to play, I think, two levels on Jakku. 
which is the new world that uh, J.J. Abrams um, introduced that we're not on Tatooine in The Force Awakens. We're in Jakku, and there's two levels there. So very exciting for fans, obviously for us and fans. Um, We're going to explore this world. We might even learn why there's a fallen fucking Star Destroyer. We might be the one who takes down that Star Destroyer. We don't know what the levels are. That would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm i pretty excited for this game. Um, I, I wasn't a, I didn't really play many of the other games, uh, the other Battlefront titles. I was more into the other Star Wars titles. Uh, so I played, what I think, Battlefront 3 on my PSP, uh, the demo. It was fun. It was just... Um, it, it, it didn't really engage me, but this one looks uh, with the next gen generation, uh, next gen uh, graphics, um, the ability to play as Vader, as Boa Fett, fly the ships. It just sounds like the ultimate Star Wars package, you know, all in one game. So I, I'm willing to give it a shot, definitely. And then, I mean, just Jakku alone, you know, that that gets me. That's that's enough to just pick that game up and, and get ready for episode seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. You could play, you could play both of that and Vader and the other one. Um, it's just, so those games are really, really meant to play multiplayer, honestly. Yeah. And this one is going to have a campaign. They, they said it. It's going to for, focus more on multiplayer. Um, it's made by the guys who make Battlefront though, the games. So like that's, where I'm really excited about is what are they going to do with a new studio, new graphics, you know what I mean, next-gen console, um, how is the gameplay? And, you know, right now we've had a couple of teasers, Star Wars uh, Celebration showed more. I want to see a gameplay trailer, and that's going to get me more excited just to see, like, what what are we getting into? But if you're a fan of Battlefront to begin with, and a fan of Star Wars, and a fail, you know, you're going to like what you know what's coming out um so the last thing that we really wanted to talk about as far as celebration goes was collectibles um we we have our own pursuit of plastic podcast where you know we go more into detail about that but let's just touch on a few of the things chris so what did we see at uh celebration um so bandai has some cool stuff coming out um both under their SH Figure Arts line and also the uh, the Tamashii Nations. Um, so the I guess uh, Figure Arts we got uh, joining the the Darth Vader and the Stormtrooper figures that were already previously announced. Uh, we're gonna get Darth Maul, which looks really amazing, um, and that'll actually be really cool to get a highly articulate figure of that guy. Um, I I might definitely pick that up, um, and I know you just pre-ordered that Luke. I did. I pre-ordered it today. <laughs> and and then I so the, ripped on you for at least a half an hour after that. Uh, you did. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it's fine. I, I understand exactly. I mean, the articulation of that figure, those figures are amazing. I have, I have the Alien and Predator ones. Um, I just, his face is thunked up, man. It looks like, 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 seed of Chucky, for God's sake. It's like, <laughs> I, the face I, I, I is a little it. wonky. The eyes are a little wonky. And, you know, this is definitely a Pursuit of Plastic <laughs> talk. We, we should actually have a Pursuit of Plastic talk about bad toys. 
and we can go into things. But um, it's it's the fact that that's my Luke. I love that Luke when his hair is is windswept. You know, I just love that. That's why I got it. And I was like, you know, I still got to get Darth Maul. I'll get Vader. I'll probably get the Stormtrooper. Um, yeah. But I I had to get that Luke. I don't have. I only have one Luke. I have a best of Luke. I wanted that Luke. Actually, I do have a. I do have a power of the force, obviously, black Luke yeah. from um, the special edition. But, anyways, so yeah, Figlar, awesome. Um, yeah, um, and then uh, they also have the Tamashi Nations, which have been they've been doing those samurai style figures. Uh, so we've seen the uh, the Darth Vader and the Stormtrooper previously. We saw those at Toy Fair. Now they're going to be doing a Boba Fett one, a Sand Trooper one, and a freaking Royal Guard, which looks out of this world disgustingly awesome. I mean, these figures are all really beautiful. I mean, it's a really cool concept. Seeing that Star Wars kind of came from that Seven Samurai idea, um, it was really cool to see them kind of pay homage to to that. So, Yeah, I'm excited about those figures. Um, you know, I, I love the Samurai Stuff. I think it looks awesome. Red Guard. I just want a ninja Red Guard, honestly. <laughs> I want a fucking, what is it, Crimson Empire? Like, that's what I want. Give me that. Oh, my figure. God. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Be good stuff. Yeah. What else? And, of course, uh, of course, we have Hot Toys and also Sideshow. Uh, Hot Toys is going to be putting out a couple uh, more statues. Uh, Luke and Leia, which are companion pieces to their Han and Chewie ones. Uh their whole uh, New Hope series. Those are cool. Um, Sideshow, the highlights from that I saw were uh, some Ralph McQuarrie uh, concepts art um, at the 1-6 scale. Uh, so we'll be seeing a Vader 1, uh, Stormtrooper, and Boba Fett. Uh, and, you know, we're all big fans of Hot Toys and Sideshow here at DFAT. So, uh, but the yep. big highlight, the biggest highlight, though, is, uh, for me at least, is seeing, you know, a Soga Black Series figure. I mean, the just the fact that they're going to make this figure. We talked about this in the Pursuit of Plastic. We were hoping for maybe some Rebels figures at this scale. We're going to see this. Come on. Keep them coming because um, there's no reason to stop at her. And that's going to be a hard figure to find. I'm going to tell you that right now. I think the thing, and we've already talked about it, um, Black Series, their faces of the of humans don't look great, honestly. They're, they're, they're getting, getting better. better. They're getting better. Like the Han and Luke in um, Stormtrooper outfits is, are getting better. Luke in the Hawk gear is getting better. Uh, Leia in Bespin gear is better, yes. Leia Way better than that fucking slave outfit. That's a deplorable toy. But I think, you know, anything else, Stormtroopers, obviously, and um, Ahsoka is going to look good. Like, anytime they're doing Aliens, they are on, and like that's where I'm at. So more more uh, troopers for building sets. You know, I bought two stormtroopers. Um, I have a sand trooper. I have a fucking what else do I have? The shadow trooper. I mean, I have you know all the trooper figures I got. But you know, keep doing that. Um, I feel bad for the humans because I do want to see like a Lando. I think they would do really great with a Lando. But I don't know. They got to get their faces down. But Osaka, awesome. Bring it on. Bring it on. All right. So 
That is the end of our celebration talk. We're going to go into our commercials, and uh, we will be back uh, right after this break. All this top 40 music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you, and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those Geeks You Know? Wow! Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you gotta leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You, you gotta leave. I called the cops. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right, Tegan? Make sure to check us out on Stitcher. And iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! The force is strong in my family. My father has it. I have it. My sister has it. You have that power, too. Okay. And we're back. So let's talk about the Force Awakens. You know, let's let's get into this. Um, like we said, that trailer dropped, the newest one, uh, last week. But let's start at the beginning. We did a little bit of a talk of it on um, Gourmet Scum Radio. My cousin and I actually talked about it on there. So, what do you let's let's go back to November, uh, Black Friday. Where were you? What were you doing? What did you think? I I'm pretty sure I was at my house writing for DFAT, um, and I was ready to have this unleashed upon me. Um, what did I think? I thought, oh my god, Star Wars is back. Um, um, you know, what, what was really cool about that first teaser is that it really didn't show much. And kind of like that's the re- reaction I've gotten from some of the people I've talked to about it that are, you know, as big a fans as we are. But I guess that's a good thing because it does – it has kind of gotten people excited for it. Um, it. It shows off exactly what it needs to. It shows, like, the new characters. It, it makes you ask questions. And then at the end, it introduces a brand, you know, an old element that we all know that just ties it into that old, the old Star Wars movies. 
Exactly. And, you know, um, it's a lot of nostalgia, but not too much because, like you said, that trailer is is a – this is an introduction to new characters. Um, this is an introduction to whoever John Bayoga is playing. Um, and we're going to go through the character breakdown um, in a minute after we talk about this. And uh, Daisy Ridley's character um, as well. And you don't even see the old people, you know? We don't see Han and Luke and Leia and everybody else. And it's just really, hey, look at this uh, robot that you thought was DTI, but actually practical effects. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, that was that was so cool when they brought him on stage at Celebration. Um, and, you know, it's, it is taking that, you know, the old feel of the practical effects versus what the prequels did that disappointed people with, the special effects, the uh, the CGI, and, and really doing a good job combining the two to make maybe what is going to be the ultimate Star Wars movie. Yeah, it was fantastic to see J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy up on stage talking about that during Celebration, how, I mean, he was kind of making fun of, not, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, about the prequels, about, like, he didn't want it to feel like the actors weren't part of the set. He didn't want them to have to act against so much CGI. Obviously, there's going to be green screens in some cases, but I bet you anything, they built an X-Wing, at least enough of a cockpit so that you felt like you were inside of it. You know what I mean? We, we know um, they did. We, we saw those pictures. Oh, those yeah. Five pictures that we took. Remember? They showed yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's right. They built the Millennium <laughs> Falcon. They built the X-Wings, whatever other ships they – I mean – He's all about that practical effect, and it's and it's going to make the difference because you know you when you watch the prequels, you can see you can see the empty acting that that takes place, and that was my biggest gripe with it. It's like uh, it just didn't feel that they were into what they were doing. Well, I know that you and I both listened to that Schmoes No. Um, and if you guys aren't listening to the Schmoes No Network, very good podcast. Take a listen to it. Uh, both those guys are really, really awesome. And uh, Chris Siever, Gourmet Scum Radio, got to meet him at Celebration. Um, they talked to Mark Hamill, and Mark Hamill said that George Lucas is not a character director, an actor director. He is more concerned with is his story coming out. And George Lucas is an amazing story writer, but he's not a good director. And specifically when you see, like, Jar Jar Binks, and I can't even think of that guy who's, like, the the cook in, like, that restaurant that Obi-Wan goes to when they're mm-hmm. all CGI. And you can tell, like, it's just so hard for the actors to have to interact with these characters. And, like, yes, it's groundbreaking for special effects, but at the same time, it's, like, it just doesn't feel organic. It doesn't feel like Star Wars when they have to act against these, like, fake characters and fake scenes and it's like I just wish Jim Henson could come on and do these puppets again because at least you're seeing something real. So it's awesome. Jim Henson's back. You know, we see that in um, what we've seen so far that JJ's released and we've seen it in obviously the trailers. Like they are going with practical effects. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's tough. It's tough to say that you know Hugh McGregor 
you know, he was probably my favorite part of the part of the prequel, you know, the prequel trilogy. Um, just, you know, he tried his best, and he was probably the best thing, you know, his his performance was probably the best to come out of it. But now, with all these, you know, this new trio of trio of characters who are going to be like immersed into the set that JJ built, it's going to make that much of a difference. And I'm I am just so excited to see what surprises he has up his sleeve in regards to it. Exactly. You know, we already know, like, from the UNICEF videos that, you know, there was, like, a character, like, in a marketplace, and it looked like a Muppet, <laughs> which I'm a huge Muppet fan. I'm a huge Jim Henson fan. I know, like, a lot of people try to slag off uh, Episode 6 because of the Ewoks, because of Max Rebo and all that stuff. I don't give a shit. I'm cool with that. I love it. Episode six, my favorite. The, but, problem, um, the problem that people don't realize is that the original idea for episode six for Ewoks was Wookiees. Instead, it got right. changed to Ewoks. So, I mean, yeah. That I could have believed. Ewoks, yeah, But I'll still fucking take it because it's an awesome movie and you got fucking, you know, Warwick Davis running around his wicket. So, what the fuck? Right. Right. Exactly. So... Let's talk about, so that was, you know, the the first thing that we see is we got John Boyega, he's landing on that planet. We now know it's Jakku, it's not um, Tatooine. Same thing with Dizzy, uh, Daisy Ridley. Um, she's riding around in a, a new speeder, which is awesome. It looks like a flash drive, but it's still awesome. <laughs> and... Um, we see, you know, new stormtroopers. A lot of people are making fun of them because they look like ducks. I don't give a shit. Stormtrooper technology doesn't have to go and advance that much to me. I'm Listen, fine with that, it. That scene where they're, like, all strapped in and in that drop ship and it's, like, lights are flashing, that's badass. I mean, I want to oh, yeah. see exactly what's happening. They're dropping them into a battle zone? Please. Right. Please. What do you... <laughs> What do you think yeah, about the possibility of Poe Marin driving X-Wing, you know, flying the X-Wing? I mean, it's just it's just making me excited for things that, you know, we were so used to in the old trilogy, and now they're new again. So it's uh, – there's nothing wrong with what, you know, what they've shown, even though it's, it's very small snippets of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very, very exciting. Um, even though we didn't really get to see much, we also got the ending was the Millennium Falcon, which obviously we're very, very familiar with and very exciting or excited about. Um, you know, and it had a little bit of an upgrade instead of like the the radial satellite tower, it had like that new like like square rectangle, I don't know, whatever it is on there. Very well, you gotta cool. fix it. <laughs> Right, so Lando fucked it up in Return of the Jedi. Um, yeah, but let's let's talk about the characters a little bit um, because you know, new and old, we're going to see a lot of uh, you know some familiar faces, some familiar races, um, and you know, last week they just released the full character list for Episode Seven. Yeah, you know what though? Just before we get to that, let's talk about the second trailer though. Just what we saw with the with the new trailer that came out recently, and the thing about that is it was crazy, and I loved it. Yeah, I mean, it was 
it started to kind of expand on not only what they did with um, with the first trailer. So they, they introduced these new faces and this new planet. And I guess the, the really cool thing about it is that we saw um, is that we saw you know Jakku, but we thought it was Tatooine. And then during the celebration speech um, panel, JJ told us, "Yeah, it's Jakku." So it opens up this whole new idea that you know they're not just revisiting old ideas. They're going to take. They're going to a new planet. Uh, we have these new characters, um, and this new adventure. So, the minute that we see that, you know, we see Daisy Ridley, you know, her her character getting on the speed in the first trailer. Then we, in the opening scene of this new trailer, we see it, you know, going across the the horizon, which is a beautiful shot. You know, you mentioned the the Star Destroyer, the down X-wing, whatever happened. You know, this planet, this planet has, you know went through some kind of warfare and, you know, with Battlefront, we'll kind of have an understanding of what happened. But, um, so it, it looks like a lot, you know, either there's an Imperial, Imperial encampment on this, this planet, maybe it's something that they've, you know, they have possession over, who knows? Um, but there's a need for some kind of rebellion, it looks like in this movie. I think what I loved about that opening shot so much is that it looked like the 70s. <laughs> like, that shot looked like Star Wars. It didn't look new. It didn't look flashy. And I'm okay with that stuff because there's other shots that do. Like, the shots with, like, you see at the end with, like, the the TIE fighters going after the Millennium Falcon. And, like, a big thing nowadays is, like, you see, like, a wide shot of, like, a space you know, battle, and then you then it closes in, you know what I mean, or the same thing with, like, Superman, like, he's flying off in the distance, and then it closes in, and they do the zoom thing, and, like, that's been a recent thing within, like, the last 15 years, because, like, it never used to be like that, they never, that shot did not exist, but it's cool, and I'm okay with it, but, um, I love that first shot, because it's the 70s. Well, it's it's also the use of the horizon, which um, which you know I was reading online is very uh, is very dedicated to the old films of like Kurosawa and stuff like that, which you know the original Star Wars was based on. So, you know, you got that's what's so awesome about JJ is that he's taking these original concepts that you know George Lucas built his you know built the original trilogy on, and he's using them yep. for uh, the Force Awakens, and we're seeing things that remind us of Star Wars. And that you know that's 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 the biggest deal for me that it feels like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's and you know honestly, like you said, it's it's ninety five five. I haven't seen a lot of people complain about anything. It's already got you know probably like forty million hits or so between iTunes and yeah um, YouTube and everything else. It's like. People flip the fuck out about this trailer. 88 million in 24 hours. 88 million. Yeah, you did say that. Sorry. Isn't that um, insane? That's, it is. It is insane, but, like, let's just talk about this. So we, we see a little bit more Daisy Ridley. We see what we believe of Kylo Ren, and we'll talk a little bit about him. Um, Speculate. John Boyega wearing an awesome... Uh, jacket, which I might want to try to make or buy. Um, and then, like, we also see um, the end shot. The end shot being, you know, I actually recently read 
um, a blog post by a guy who hates Star Wars. He does not like Star Wars. He doesn't like it because George Lucas is a bad uh, director, an okay writer. Like, these are his normal thoughts. But what he said that really brought it home was, you saw Chewie and Han together. Then the first time in, what, 35, 1980, uh, 1983? 1983. So, I mean, like, what the fuck? In 32 years, you have two people. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what they wanted. That was maybe the biggest um, criticism of the first trailer was, like, where are the original stars? But you know what is the thing about this this um, this this new movie is that you can take these original stars, you can almost treat it like a video game where it's like, yes, Princess Leia sends you on a mission. Uh, you meet up with Han Solo and Chewbacca. Then you have to go find the old crazy wizard, Luke Skywalker. So, I mean, these guys exist in this universe, of course. The beautiful thing is that like they're going to create this whole new mythos with these new characters. Um, you know whether or not you know I've heard that Episode Eight is very Luke and Leia centric, which maybe it is. Um, episode Eight or Episode Seven? Episode Eight. I'm sorry. What did I say? No, no you said I'm, Eight. I just no, no. Okay. Episode Eight is supposed to be more Leia and Luke centric. Like this movie okay. is about the newer characters and how they they're entering into this world, um, but Whatever the rest of it's speculation. Nobody knows what episode eight is about. But um, okay, it's 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 cool because you know at the end of that little monologue that Luke has at the beginning of that trailer, he says, "And you have that power too." Which you know everybody's like, "Hey, um, you know, is this is this line from episode six? No, it's not. It's been he's rehashing it with this new uh, line at the end, saying, "Yeah, one of these people." is a descendant of the Skywalkers, whether it's Leia or Luke or whatever, you know, um, something's going to, something's going to be revealed in this movie. Well, let's go into, we're, we're getting into it. Let's get into speculation territory. Yeah, that's right. Or, um, oh, actually, you know what, before we get into speculation territory, let's go down this character list because that's really going to bring up, that's going to bring up some speculation territory. So, um, we got a character list. It is not a factual character list. It's it's obviously LucasArts, Disney has not come out and said that this is fact, but given what we're about to say, if you have not read it already and don't forget a towel, some of the shit's going to be spoilers. You obviously listen to a spoiler podcast, but um, let's let's go through this. Um, Chris, just go, man. Just just go through it, and I'll I'll All jump right. in when we need to. Alright, so we have the uh we have the mainstays, of course. We've got Han, we have uh Luke, we have Chewbacca, but then we have Leia, who um has the title Queen, uh, which is very interesting. Uh, that's kind of a kind of a twist on that. Um so we know that the well, character's coming back. Uh she's along Princess. with and R two D two. Right. Princess right. turns into Queen eventually, you know. So when her parents die of Alderaan, so that makes sense. Which is actually, you know, a big storyline right now in the Princess Leia comic where she's trying to find all these Alderaan survivors. So, um, you know, she becomes queen, so she carries on the Alderaan mantle. Who knows? Um, But it's it's great because you have all the original people. You know, 
in the books in the Legacy series now, or Legends or whatever it's called. Uh, they actually kill off Chewbacca. Um, I'm really glad that he's actually around for this movie. He doesn't look any older, which is a lot of people have been, like, tearing that down. But, you know, fuck that. Wookiees can live for a thousand years. Who knows, you know. But they live for hundreds of years. Uh, Han looks old, but Chewbacca doesn't have any silver in his in his in his mane, which would have been kind of cool, but whatever. I'm not gonna say shit. It would have been kind of cool, but I mean, like, what? Yoda's 900 years old, and like, in between. <laughs> I mean, in between Episode One and Episode uh, Seven, the dude gets really fucking old, even though it's not that long of a time. But still, like, if Chewie's gonna live for like 100 years, 200 years, he's probably a teenager. Okay? He's probably like 20, maybe 30 years old in episode 7. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. If that's your biggest gripe, then please, you know, I don't want to see you in my theater. <laughs> right. Fine. I mean, Fine. come on. I mean, is a hugely popular character. I mean, this it, it really wouldn't feel like Star Wars without him. I mean, they can go ahead and kill him off in episode 7. That's fine. You know, there's been rumors that Han gets killed. But, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Um, it's just cool to see the original team back together. They got the band back together for this movie. So, um, yeah. it's it's cool. I'm, I I don't even care. Um, moving on, we have uh, the three new characters uh, that we just uh, were introduced uh, at Celebration that came on stage. We have uh, Ray, we have Finn, and we have Poe. Um, Poe... Um, Poe is played by, um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, who's going to play Apocalypse in the upcoming X-Men movie. Wonderful actor. Um, he's going to be, you know, he's he's shown as an X-Wing pilot in both trailers, which is very exciting to see. Uh, he's actually the only one that has a last name, uh, Poe Dameron. Uh, Finn, played by John Boyega, um, who is apparently a stormtrooper who has a change of heart in this movie. Um, in the second trailer, we see his, his helmet actually has blood on it. Um, we also see that scene where they're, like, in a hangar, and there's like, a TIE fighter shooting up all the stormtroopers and causing all sorts of chaos. So um, we know that most likely we see Finn going over to the uh, the light side, as they say. Um, I actually had some speculation on his character, um, there was that one cadet that um, that um, Ezra meets in Rebels, but I, I oh, don't think it's the same guy. But no, I, it you know what? Cool I thought about it for I thought about it for two seconds, dude, because it's thirty years plus the so it's thirty years past yeah. Jedi. Exactly. I mean, so like really, it's like forty-five years, and if that kid is like. 14, 15, 16, like Ezra, he'd be in his 60s, so no. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's, it would be nice, it would be cool to see those kind of ties, but I really don't think it's going to happen. Um, not for that one. Ray, Unless, yeah. What's that? I said, sorry, just not for that one. No. Um, Ray, um, I think that most likely she's going to be the candidate for, you know, whoever is going to be the lineage for the Skywalker line. Every every picture I see of her in these trailers, she looks like Padme. It just, it, it brings me back to that look, um, and they're doing that on purpose. Can we talk real quick about this? 
So Ray is on this character list, but Ray was not the name that we were originally supposed to see. And they and we saw now in parentheses it says Kira because Kira was what we thought it was going to be. So mm-hmm. Ray is very interesting to see. Um, we we both are are we in agreement that it's going to be Han and Leia's daughter though? Or no? I I I that's a that's a definite possibility. I it's the only possibility that I can really see because you know in the books they had kids. <laughs> okay. But I I couldn't maybe see it as like a I don't see Luke having you know baby because he's like pursuing his Jedi thing and that's kind of like the Jedi way. Um. So you know Luke and Le- uh, Han and Leia have a baby. Han takes off for some reason. You know, he's gone for a long time because apparently he's just coming back and he's saying we're home. He loses the Falcon. Um, and I guess the rumor is that he has been gone for this long a time. So I guess we have to really wait to see what happens with this journey to the Force Awakens to kind of uh, understand the timeline. Wait, you think Han is gone for 30 years and now he's coming back? That's that's, that's, that's a rumor that's been put years? across the Internet, man. I'm not – that's that's well, things that have been said. you read that? Um, I, I don't know, man. I Han Solo is a wayward soul, so um, I can see them kind of saying maybe he loses the Falcon somehow, and he's still with the Rebellion. I, maybe they gave the ship to her his kid way back when. You know, maybe that's why she has the Falcon. That's why they're flying around in these teasers. I I don't know, and that's probably the best part about the whole thing is that I, I want to walk into this kind of surprised and see what happens. Well, I don't think Khan's been gone for 30 years, but that's just my opinion. All right. No, so, I, yeah. Yeah. So, Ray, Finn, or sorry, Ray, Kira, whatever the fuck her name is. Um, let's talk about oh. Kylo Ren. Yeah, let's talk about Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is supposedly, for right now, the character that is a Sith, has the crossguard lightsaber, and the big thing, big spoiler alerts, if you want to pause it, if you want to skip a couple minutes, do it right now. But the spoiler is that Kylo Ren is Han and Leia's son. Mm-hmm. He is also the killer of Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And given what Chris said about uh, Luke and Leia's story being episode eight, possibly, which means that Han is not in it, his son kills him. I love Han. Han's one of my favorite characters ever, but he would make sense. He would be cool as fuck. He would be, it'd be awesome. <laughs> I, you know, I, I totally agree with this. Um, if you look at, if you look at what they did with like the expanded universe back in the day, you know, Luke and, Luke and, uh, I'm sorry, Han and Leia had twins. You know, for all we know, you know, we're going to look at, you know, a couple kids that Han and Leia had over these couple these few years that happened between six and seven. Um, you know, and Harrison Ford, you know, I, you know, well, he is going to do an awesome job in this movie. I just don't really see him wanting to be a part of this for that long. You know, he's getting older. He's kind of wanting to do his own thing. It was great that he came back to this, but I really don't see him, you know, continuing on after episode seven. So, um, Kylo Ren being the son of Han Solo and Leia is, is perfectly po- is 
you know, plausible. Well, plus it would be cool. I mean, like, maybe Luke taught him the ways of the Force. Um, you know, we don't know what would drive someone to the dark side of this movie, obviously. But, you know, his uncle, you know, teaches him the ways of the Force. Leia maybe learns a little bit, too. I think it would be fucking awesome to see his son kill him. It would be crazy. It would be wild. Um, what a twist. You know, but then that, yeah, it would be a twist that does beg the question, where does Finn, uh, Kira, Ray, and Poe fit into it? I really don't know where Poe fits into it. I could understand the other two. You know, like a stormtrooper that loses his way, a girl who could learn the force from her uncle, um, this random X-wing fighter pilot. I don't know. What, what do you think? What I what I see is that Poe is like a dedicated soldier, um, and that he's like one of he's like the wedge, you know, of of this of these new movies. You know, maybe he's this kind of yeah. We don't know. We don't know. But I I, I can also see him. You know, one of them being a you know a love interest for 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 Ray as well. So. You know, we we never know how it's going to go. You know, go about because Paul looks kind of like that scoundrel. He looks like that the Han Solo of this movie. Um, well, you have um, well, you have you know Ray. If she is the descendant of a Skywalker, then she's going to be you know growing those powers. And then you have Finn, who obviously is going to be that that tortured soul. Who you know he 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 joined the he joined the, the Imperials. Um, and now he has regrets, and uh, you know he's going to be kind of that that turncoat who helps them, um, you know, bring down bring down the factions on Jakku or wherever you know whatever's going to happen. Who knows? Right. Know? Right. I agree. All right, so let's um let's get through this uh, list here of characters because we got a lot more <laughs> to go through. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these, we don't have to spend a lot of time on. Um, I'm really, I'm really kind of wondering who um, Gwendolyn Christie is. Um, like, it's been said that she's the Chrome Trooper. Um, those of you who don't know, she's um, she's in Game of Thrones. She actually has, she's pretty awesome this season, as she has been, but even more awesome this season. Um, but you know, it's been. When we saw that Chrome Trooper in the in the teaser trailer, it it brought that kind of feelings of you know yes, it looks like a stormtrooper, but it also looks like a bounty hunter. So it's like um, it's kind of a weird combination of the two. Um, but then again, it's also said that she's the leader of of the storm, like she's a leader or a general. So maybe that's the general Gleason on this list. I don't I don't know. Right. Well, let's let's go through it. So we got through Poe. Um, we have a character named Rose. Thoughts on that? Because I, I really don't know. Doctor Who crossover? I don't know. Okay. I. <laughs> All right, let's go on. We don't know. Um, so, yeah, we have the general, uh, Gleason. I believe that would be Gwendolyn uh, Christie, honestly. Leader of the Stormtroopers, also maybe a bounty hunter turned stormtrooper. I don't know. She looks a little bit like Boba Fett. We don't know if that's even a she. We have no fucking clue. We only know that it, it's a chrome trooper, and they have a cape. It's awesome. And they have an awesome gun. Uh, so then we also have <laughs> Uber. 
Uber being Andy Serkis. Now, Andy Serkis is rumored to be playing two characters. One that is a literally a character, so either an all-CGI character, an alien, or somebody that we don't see their face, and then also another character that we do see their face, possibly the vicar. What do you think? I, I agree. I agree with um, all that speculation. Um, remember also that he he was a voice in that first teaser. Right. So why? Right. What is what is the uh, what is the character that he's playing that would talk about the force? That's that's well. That's I mean, I, the vicar in you know religion is somebody who's very very high up. Um, if we equate religion, which most people do, with the force, a good side and a light side, God, devil, whatever, the vicar could be that person talking about those two sides. So that very much could be Andy Serkis, and I and I believe that. So um, so we have the vicar, uh, junk dealer, whatever. Oh junk wait, wait, let's go back. DB8, just real quick, because uh, we, have, we have a new droid, um, and what's cool about it is that uh, we've seen some really cool personality in that uh, R2 and him seem to have some kind of uh, uh, <laughs> difference between each other going on. So uh, it's it's funny because, you know, George Lucas created these great characters with droids and gave them their own personalities. It'll be nice to see this new droid, um, because remember that, between all of these movies, the connection is the droids. They're in all of these movies. So it's it's cool that, you know, we see the duel, but now we're getting this new droid who seems to have quite an attitude problem at that point. <laughs> um she's uh, and I, and that droid is that droid is actually uh raised raised droid it's being said, so Okay. So the is it a female droid? Do they have gender? No, no, it's just I don't know what's going Exactly, but it, it's a phrase. It's phrase. <laughs> well, I don't know because like you have the nurse droids in Episode Three, which they are female don't, in a way. Don't call it. Don't call it a nurse. It's a medic. What do you want me to call it? It's a it's a All medic right. droid. Oh, Whatever. Episode three, those weird little things. So we can't call them flight attendants anymore. Or sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't alienate us. Is that what it is? <laughs> uh, uh, moving on. Anyways, so it, it was it was cool in episode or sorry in the second trailer that we saw supposedly Luke's metal hand touching R two. I mean, I have every every assurance in my mind that that was Luke touching R two in the cloak form. Um, I have every assurance that it was Leia's hands touching that lightsaber. Um, that was just cool, you know. Like, even though we didn't see them blatantly, like we saw Han and Chewie, it was still really fucking cool with Luke's voiceover, Mark Hamill, just just perfect. They did a fantastic job that second trailer. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't. Uh, I can't wait. We uh, actually see I see a full trailer. I mean, two teasers. Oh yeah. We we need like a good that, three oh three and a half minute trailer. Yep. All right. So. Uh, I'm just going to try to bang through these. Junk dealer, junk minion, snowtrooper, um, a little curious, 
so we might see well, a snow panel, uh, snow planet. It's not too curious because we've seen that concept art, um, and we've seen we've seen some pictures that look like the old storm tro- or snow troopers from off. So we're going to be going back to some kind of some kind of planet that has snow on it. Right. So just so uh, Chris referenced the um, the concept art. On don'tforgettotell.com, you're going to see some concept art that coincides with the uh, the trailer that we've seen. Um, we see a we see a uh, a trooper with a cloak, which easily could be Gwendolyn Christie's character. We see a new type of bounty hunter. Um, we see Chewie. We see a character with a with a robotic hand holding that exact same Vader mask uh, where he got burned in the funeral pyre in episode six. And um, we see a character holding that mask. And um, one of the rumors that we've heard is that there is either a cult that's devoted to Vader um, that finds the mask, or there's a character, possibly Kylo Ren, searching for remnants of the Sith and comes across that Vader mask. Um, either one of those things is fucking awesome. Well, that's a big thing in, in, in Star Wars history, whether it's a legend or not, is that these Sith artifacts are things that people really pursue. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, all right, so let's go through this. So check out that concept art. Don't forget to all that Um, so Snowtrooper Salvage Station Bully, okay, Scared Villager, that could be anybody. Captain Phasma is an interesting name. Yeah, what is that? Um, Just an Imperial? character. Well, here's the thing. There's a character in the trailer that's seen in the background when all those stormtroopers are lined up, like almost like a Gestapo, (laughs) where there's all those different stormtroopers. In the very background, there's a series of different stormtroopers, different maybe Imperials, yeah. Captain Phasma, possibly, could be one of those. Because there's a character that's a central figure in a long black uh, robe or cloak that's in that background. And we don't know who that character is. I'm going to say Captain Phasma. Though or that the general. Name, yeah, or that name would also, you know, indicate a, a general. I agree with that. Um, Star Destroyer Colonel... Uh, Rose's Pub Barbing. So See, there you Rose go. So there, actually, there's um, where we are going to see a new um, a new cantina. So that's where that Rose comes from. So she must be Rose or the cantina owner. Yeah. So I mean, it must be someplace that like the main characters frequent. You know. So um, it looks like we've solved that. <laughs> right. Um. Coinciding yet again with the concept art, the evil castle teach, and there's a bunch of evil castle officers as well. Um, with the concept art, we see an area which could be a castle, which could be a crypt, something like that, where our Daisy Ridley character comes across another cloaked character um, that could be the evil castle. I have read rumors that there is a castle um, in Episode 7. That's actually an exciting concept because it, it gets away from 
uh, things we've seen before. I, I'd actually like to see a setting like that, something more medieval. Well, if you know this and we remember this, there was supposed to be a castle that Vader lived in, in the volcano, in Revenge of the Jedi, which they scrapped. So there there was a castle-type atmosphere, and I, and I think that J.J.'s really sticking to that. And what was that other um, – they turned it into a comic. It was like uh, searches for, like, the crystal something. If you remember where we first saw um, Vader in a volcano-type atmosphere, almost like Mustafar? Remember that? Winner in the Mind's Eye? Or... Yes, Winner in the Mind's Eye. Um, that, that was, like, the original idea was Vader would be sitting on a throne in a castle that Luke visits that budgeting whatever purposes had to scrap it. So the same thing with Rebels. A lot of um, Macquarie's art that never made it into the film, they use in Rebels. So in Episode 7, a lot of original Macquarie and, and Lucas ideas that didn't get used because of budgeting purposes or whatever are now getting used, I think, in Episode 7. Same thing with, uh, remember, Ridley, Ridley Scott and Geiger, a lot of stuff showed up in Prometheus, like the, the big head, you know what I mean? Like, just because of purposes back then, they didn't have the money to do it in the 70s, and now they do now. So I think, like, huh. this castle is a concept that was been along for a really long time, we just never had the, the money to see it. So we're going to get a Sith castle, huh? I think so. I think we are. Um, uh, Rebel uh, Major um, and, and Captain and Admiral, you know, random Rebel characters. Um, one thing I did want to touch upon a little bit is 30 years later, this is after the Battle of Yavin, uh, I'm surprised at the the rebel versus empire is there a rebel versus empire are these stormtroopers good or evil i don't think that they're good but i think like didn't we think the empire fell after episode six and obviously we're seeing a a, a, um star destroyer in jakku what's around anymore like our rebels obviously they got squashed right well, I guess I guess the thing to really realize is that even though the rebels won at the end of episode six, that that didn't end the war. I mean, you're talking about the, the Imperials had a grasp on the on the on the on the galaxy for so long. Like you, you're not going to go in um, and just and just and just change and just change everything suddenly, you know. You're going to have these factions, like, spread out across the universe. And some of the, you know, even the books cover this. The Imperials go go on for years and years and years. I'm talking about the Legends books now that aren't really mean anything. But it's the same concept. Um, you're not just going to get rid of them. There's always going to be a new leader who's going to try to unify them and, and, and bring the Imperials back. So, you know, it's Star Wars. Um, the, it's always going to be that idea of the rebels, you know, the whatever they want to call them now, if it's like the Galactic Alliance or whatever it's going to be versus the the, the Imperials, um, it, I just, you know, it's it's the concept that's not going to stop. Right. And, uh, no, I, I completely agree. Um, 
But it, it was just curious to see, like, who's alive, who's who's running things. Obviously, Stormtroopers oh, have a huge yeah. presence. <laughs> yeah, speaking of who's alive, you know, I don't see on this list that I kind of expect to see was Wedge. You know, the I funny mean, thing is that the... 30 years later, played, dude. It doesn't matter. Wedge and Luke are the same age. I know, yeah, maybe Wedge's dad, he got killed, but, um, you know, there's kind of a cool trivia thing is like, um, or neat fact is that uh, the, the actor who played Wedge in the original movies, uh, he's Ewan McGregor's uncle or something like that. So that was kind of a generational thing. So it's, it's, it's funny. It's strange that he wouldn't return unless they just killed him off. So, you know. Right. Right. Um, oh, the one thing about the list, um, everybody else is kind of like, you know, there's some names in here, there's some basic names, but there's the young Luke Skywalker. There's a flashback scene in this movie, which I find really appealing. Yeah, I'm very, very excited about that. Um, it would be interesting to see what, what they mean by young Luke Skywalker. Is that post- or sorry, pre-episode four young, like, is he 10? And I would imagine, given the fact that they're probably not going to go and, and CGI Mark Hamill into a younger version of himself, a la X3, it's probably that young. Um, in which case, you know, Uncle, like, uh, what's his name? Like what, like Andrew episode one? Yeah. Because we don't know a lot about, like, if you think about it like this, in Rebels time, that's five years after episode three, which means Luke is five. We haven't seen Luke, right? Like, we don't know what the fuck Luke, I mean, yeah, he's five. Um, is he out killing Wafrance? I don't know. <laughs> but it would be cool to see a younger Luke, you know, maybe prepubescent Luke or, or whatever. So maybe we'll get that in episode seven. Um, yeah, there's a couple characters from that flashback, uh, Naka and local trader. So it looks like we're probably going to see some Tatooine scenes. Yeah. And and I think that makes sense. And I think that given how, um, young Anakin and teenage Anakin go back to Tatooine, I think that that, that's a little bridge to that gap between father and son. So that, that makes sense to me. Um, some other ones that I think are a little interesting is that, um, so for example, we see Snow Trooper number 12, and then in parentheses it says Falcon. So, is this Stormtrooper on a, on the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> is there a snow planet that they go to with the Millennium Falcon? Who's driving the Millennium Falcon? That's interesting. I know, like, yeah, it's a random thing, Stormtrooper number 12, but right. just the fact that it says parentheses Falcon, that, that's a lot of speculation right there. Um, yeah, no, what else do we definitely, have? It's, I have no answers for that. Um, we, have, we have a bunch of Stormtroopers that actually have, um, like, scenes after them, like Stormtrooper 3, Kylo Ren's Request. Uh, right. Uh, Snowtrooper Seven, Door to the Ramparts. Um, Ramparts sorry, being castles. You know, right. I'm sorry. Stormtrooper Eight is Door to the, Door to the Ramparts. Snowtrooper Seven is Snow Steel. Um, we also right. have Stormtrooper Five, which is wood. So we have these various locations that this movie's going to take place in, which is really yeah. 
really, really exciting. So I think Jack Who is going to be the beginning of the movie, and then they're off. They're off on their adventure. Yep. I I, I also think that, I mean, obviously combined, we've seen maybe four minutes of footage. The movie's going to be probably close to three hours, at least two and a half hours, as most Star Wars movies are. We've seen nothing. I think all the scenes that we've seen from those two trailers take place on Jakku. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure that um, it was said at Celebration that these everything we've seen is like the beginning of the movie. Okay. Okay. Well, then, yeah, there you go. And, I think um, Kathleen Kennedy said the, that. I'm not sure, but I think I heard her say that. Let's just say that she said that. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm pretty um, sure I, I sat there. <laughs> we also we also have a lot of uh, random characters. Uh, Dr. Colonia, Statura, Captain Trilla, um, Gorwin, Rado, Lieutenant Mataka. I don't know if they're... Rebel side, we don't know if they're Empire side, we don't know if they could be. They could be people at the this. They could be at the cantina, cantina for all we know. You know, it's like they could be characters like the guy that gets his arm cut off in in Star Wars Episode Four that you know we'll always remember, but he was in the movie for five seconds. So it it's cool. We we're gonna see some uh, some of the Star Wars underworld. Of course, we see um, something called Gangsters Mill. Uh, we see Fat Cats, which is a flashback scene, so I don't know what that is. Maybe that's Lucas messing with somebody, but... Uh, right. Like, but like you just said, we have no idea, um, and that, that's what's exciting. And the thing about Disney is that, they're, you know, and Lucasfilm, is, they're not going to really reveal that much to us because they want to keep, keep all this under wraps. We saw that at Toy Fair. Like, most of the people could really say to us is, hey... We're gonna carry episode seven product, but that's it. Right. Nobody, and that's and and that's what really gets me pumped up for this. Yeah, I think that you know we're mid thirties. We've had Star Wars with us in our entire lives. Um, third generation. You know, we Star have the right. We're a third generation of Star Wars. You know, we're gonna be bringing my little cousin River. He's eight at that time. Um, like, this is it. Like, this is Star Wars. For us, like, yes, there was the prequels, but, like, this is the continuation of what we grew up with. This is where we wanted the stories to go. So we're finally going to get to see it. We're finally reading about it. We're finally seeing things about it. We'll probably play video games about it. Like, this is it. So it's a, it's a great time to, uh, you know, to be around Star Wars, and, and it's fantastic. So, um, yeah. you know, let's, uh, and, hey, don't, I mean, all I got to say is, uh, don't worry. I mean, we're going to, we're going to continue this discussion down the road. Uh, um, oh, yeah. there'll be plenty oh, of more yeah. podcasts about this. I mean, we probably, we probably go on for another hour, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this has been a, a, a good, uh, this has been a good episode. Yeah, definitely. Oh, um, once we have once we have some more information on this movie, maybe ex- after the next uh, trailer, um, we read some more canon. Uh, we'll have some more ammo, uh, fuel for the fire, if you want to call it. Um, but right. Star Wars is not going anywhere anytime soon. It's only going to get better. And um, you know this this is the age of of ge- 
Marvel's doing, with what DC is doing, and now what Star Wars is doing, and with what Valiant has just announced that, I mean, out of left field. I mean, there is there is just an endless plethora of 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 geekly stuff going on in the world. It's the it's the best time to be alive. So let's wrap it up. Um, yep. You know, if you guys like what you want to hear or what you have in here, and <laughs> check us out. <laughs> check us out on uh, Facebook. Where I don't forget to tell one. I can't imagine that somebody else had don't forget to tell, but whatever. I'm sure some, sure some Tully uh, fanatic has that, and they just they just fucked up the wording. Um, we're also on the Twitter at dfattowel, uh, all one word. Um, we're on there. Yeah, and uh, what else, Chris? You can also uh, email us at info at don'tforgettotowel.com with uh, any suggestions, comments. Um, also, uh, we're on Stitcher and iTunes. Uh, so download us from there. Uh, subscribe. Uh, you know, rate us. Uh, review us. Please tell us how we're doing because uh, we, we need the feedback. We'd love the feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we also have a donate, you know, donation page set up on don'tforgettotowel.com. Um, anything that you donate gets kicked back right back to the uh, the podcast. Um, we obviously have Tell a Talk. We have our toy hunting one, Pursuit of Plastic. Um, we mentioned um, the Gourmet Scum Radio that I have with my cousin Chris Siever. And we also have our other podcast, Those Geeks You Know. So tons of great content that you can check out, like Chris said, both on Stitcher and iTunes. Um, and yeah, so this is Casey saying, uh, you know, (laughs) I hope you enjoyed the show. And this is Chris. Don't forget to towel and may the force be with you.